Hello and welcome to another edition of Tavern Watch Plays. Right now we are playing another game of Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a D&D adventure set in the Feywild realm of Prismere. Now things aren't doing so well in Prismere right now. It's been overtaken by a coven of hags. Not great. And uh, our party has been adventuring through looking for things the hags have stolen from them and or trying to set things right in Prismere. Last time, we had just finished getting Alistair, Joe's uh, sense of mirth back from the hag Bavlorna Blightstraw via a bag of tricks that was full of ponies of various sizes. Yeah, just cuz. And so I'm going to ask all of you to introduce yourselves, introduce your character, and if you have lost something in Prismere, tell me what you've lost. Let's start with Joe, Alistair. Hi, I'm Joe Perez. You may recognize me from other podcasts on this channel. Uh, and I play Alistair Hoppleton, a bunny samurai, because that's a thing that I'm able to play in this game, uh, who had previously lost his ability to have any sort of sense of humor or happiness uh, and now has been laughing maniacally at a bag of ponies. And Matt. Howdy, I am playing Millicent Hoppleton. Millicent Hippolyta Hoppleton, my my bad. I think I did the names backwards, but it's been a it's been a hot minute since we last played. I am a, a Harangon bard, and although she'll deny it, she's lost any ability to feel shame. And uh 6K. Hey there, I'm 6K, and a very happy contributor, lover of the site, and I am currently playing Kevon, who seems to not quite be sure of why they do anything but sort of just keeps doing things regardless because that's how you do so a changeling warlock and Anne. hi i'm Anne stickney i'm playing key who is well she's a fairy she's a fairy sorcerer and um just joined the party last session and andrew andrew powers i play true shot a half elf dampier fighter who lost the ability to come to a reasonable conclusion. Uh, so last time we left off, you had just finished your bargain with Bavlorna, and you really had no reason to be here. So it's like, what are you doing next? You had started a Bullywog civil war, maybe, and uh, that's where you left off. You are at the base of Bavlorna's cottage as we start off our adventure at the docks. Why don't we like try to get a balloon ride out? That's my theory. I will remind you of two facts that you need a guide who can get you to the next realm, the realm of Thither. And you had encountered one earlier, Clapperclaw, who had hoped you could get his skull back from Bavlorna, which you did. Yes, you, you dug that out of the storage room before y'all left. And uh, the bullywog Morgort, who you freed from prison, offered to help you get a balloon ride out of here if you wanted. Clapperclaw was on the bridge, kind of close to the... Uh... Clapperclaw was indeed on the bridge, yes. Well, it sounds yes. like you guys have everything that you need, then. Do you mind if I continue to tag along? I haven't got much else going on right now. You're fun. Yes. Please join us. Yay! I am fun! I give you a look. Like, just the idea of hearing you say that is weird to me. And and for the first time in a long time, Alistair just looks at you and gives this wry smile. And almost skips off towards where we need to go. <laughs> this is going to get uh, old very fast. <laughs> uh, so you are on the docks. There are boats here. 
and you can uh, grab a boat and take yourself in any direction. You do hear the sound of fighting coming from the Bullywog Palace. We're going to avoid that. I don't care there's, about the revolution being televised there. I'm good. <laughs> uh, there's ah, shouting and the, the clash of swords. And if you look off that direction, you can see some large crocodiles like grabbing, grabbing Bullywogs. There are still on the lake you find yourself in as you row off towards your destination. There are, also, are still some Bullywog nobles kind of lazing about on the lily pads in the lake. Uh, just watching the fighting. He just waves enthusiastically at everybody <laughs> that they go by. And they wave back. There are occasional cheers when, you know, a crocodile bites someone because that's that's just like that's the exciting. drama. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I defy you to say that this is not a good rebellion when you see something like that. <laughs> they go squish. <laughs> I don't understand why the crocodiles don't just eat all of them and take over. I mean, they, I think it's thumbs. I think it has to do with having or not having opposable thumbs. Well, I mean, you eat enough people and then tell them they, they better start using their thumbs to open cans of food for you or you'll eat those ones. It seems like it's a self-fixing problem. They aren't quite that smart. Yet. I don't know. The, well, the small ones seemed fairly intelligent. Did, the, did they talk? They're also happy the with what they're doing. They, what was that, True Shot? They like to be did the crocodiles the talk? The small one talked to Millicent. Uh, I believe yeah. it talked to Kavan. Oh, it talked to Kavan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Matt, I, was, I thought oh, yeah. Matt talked to it, too. Yeah, I, I actually had, had had that spell okay. memorized at that time. I do not now. So No, and when, when I was chatting with them before, they, they like where they are. They like being in the water. They like occasionally eat people that move them around and stuff. They, they, they don't want to be able. So which direction are y'all going? Are you going to the last place you saw Clapperclaw? Clapper yeah. Yeah, we're going to go to Clapperclaw. Yeah. Okay. So all of you kind of head off to the uh, northwest up to the bridge. You come up to the bridge and you see a long bridge. And on one side of it, there are bullywog heads on pikes. Some of them are in better states than others. Some of them have started rotting down to the skeletal skulls of bullywogs. And all of them are talking. All of them are talking excitedly. They're all gossiping back and forth about the battle and who will win. And Clamperclaw is still sitting on the edge of the of the dock, listening and occasionally chiming in, you know. Uh, Clamperclaw is a small scarecrow with a giant... Uh, like lobster claws for hands. And uh, right now he has a gourd for a face. And if I'm remembering correctly, Alistair carved a face on the gourd so that Clapperclaw would have, you know, a proper face. Instead that is of just correct. A plain gourd. I did. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, so what are, what are we all doing? Uh, I am going to, well, how are we're under the bridge or is the bridge like how far above us is it? Uh, it's, it's not far off the water. It's just maybe a foot above the water. It's just a little, you know, it's just so you don't have to swim across. It's not high. All right. Hail friend Clepperclaw. Oh, you're back. Did you, did you, did you deal with Bavlorna? Did you see her? Uh, we, well, we did. And I got my stuff back. That's well, great. I hold up the head. Ah, my skull. <laughs> and, uh. What does it look like? Uh, it's, it's a stag it's home, a right? It's a giant stag skull. I mean, it's the skull of a stag, and it's just, like, huge with big horns. And Clapperclaw is clearly delighted, very excited. He jumps up and, re and like, holds out his arms, like, to reach for it. I don't see any reason not to just give it to him. Yeah, no, hand it to him. Ah! 
I've been so distraught not having my head. This is just such a poor substitute. And he just yanks off the gourd's head and he sticks the skull on his shoulders. And, uh, you know, the skull can't really grin, but he does sort of radiate happiness just in his posture, kind of standing up a little straighter, shoulders back, just... See, this is so much better. It's magnificent to have a skull for a head. That looks much nicer. Thank you. Thank you. Well. So heads just attached like that? Like you don't need sewing or something to glue it down? I, no, I mean, it's one of the advantages of being a scarecrow. It just sort of like it sort of has like a slot that it kind of fits in and he sort of, you know, adjusts it and gets it in position. Excellent, excellent. Uh, friend, I believe you mentioned last time that you might be able to help us get to the next um, location. Thither, wasn't it? Ah, yes, it that was the thither. name of it. Uh, and, I, I, and, I, and I kind of point off towards the direction of all the fighting. They seem a little preoccupied at the moment. Uh, we'd like to make good on that deal. Yes, yes, I can do that. Um, it's not a very friendly place, Thither. But uh, if you... If you want to go there, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's Scabatha, Granny Nightshade rules the realm, and she is not not very kind. I don't believe any of the hags are rather kind, but I appreciate your warning, friend. Um, and it's not a question of want; it's a question of need. Well, yes, yes, I can lead you through the mist and uh, help you get there. I just I I wish you luck. Do we want to go get that balloon ride, or are we just going to paddle this thing to the mist? <laughs> a balloon would really be the best way. Yeah. Well then, hop on. Let's go steal a balloon. I go on a we balloon. Don't, I don't think we need to steal one. I didn't. Didn't we have that person offer us a ride? Morgort. Uh, Morgort Mor- 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 did. Morgort did say that she could. Uh, that she could pilot the balloons. Uh, but the balloons do all belong to Bethlorna, so you would technically be stealing it. Well, no, okay, we wouldn't well, be. Didn't she ask us to go get... Hold on a second. I'm justifying that this. That is true. I am justifying this. <laughs> she asked us to go retrieve an item for her. By us using the meta con- uh, mode of conveyance owned by her, we are simply using resources to complete the task with which she told us to do. She never gave us parameters on what we could or could not do to get there. Uh, whether she'll be upset by this, I do not know. Just no one mentioned going by blue. I'm just laying that out there. She never asked. Not my problem. <laughs> I love how he's he's got his sense of humor back for five minutes and he's already worse than I am. That's a matter of perspective, sister. Yes, I have it. You don't. Well, that's quite rude. Anyway, let's go steal a balloon. Yay, stealing. See, I like this one. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, uh, True shot. What do you think of this plan? Well, there was a, uh, a merry-go-round horse that told me to uh, go visit Scabatha Nightshade. So um, I feel this is a good plan. Thank you. Excellent. See support. My brother. See support. Let's go. I try to make some room for uh, claw, claw bits there to get in the boat. <laughs> uh, Clapper Claw. He's, he's pretty small. He's like a child-sized scarecrow. And the stag, the stag uh, skull is really... It's it's pretty gigantic on his small frame, but uh, he seems to like it. So you row the boat down towards the balloon dock where there's a giant swamp gas balloon tethered down. When you last par- when you last came this way, it was being repaired by a few bullywogs. The dock down here where it's attached is now empty, save for one bullywog. 
Morgort, who is uh, climbing into the basket, inspecting the balloon to see if it's in good shape. I'll do a musical trill with the new lyre I got. Just uh, Uh, partially just getting myself used to it, but also partially so they'll realize that someone's around. Uh, I I will note because I didn't say this on on the uh, recording earlier that last time when y'all were digging through Bevlorna's stuff, she'd given you permission to go through whatever the uh, Herengon brigands had brought to her, and uh, uh, Hippolyta had found a liar that she took, and six K Kavan had found a deck of cards, and those should be on your character sheet. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Well, by the way, do you I, know? Do I know what this deck of cards is, or am I just kind of like fumbling? Um, that's a good question. Roll me an Arcana check. <clears throat> okay. Because oh, you damn. you may or may okay. not have a. Uh, you do. You know that this is a deck of. No, oh, I've totally forgotten the name. A deck of illusions, which you illusions. can draw cards. You can draw cards and create an illusion of different things. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm not quite chaotic enough to throw a deck of mini things into this game. Uh, but, but you never know. You never know. Oh, if it was the deck of many things, I would have already pulled a card. So. <laughs> um. and, and then where would we be? I, I don't know. Where? Yeah. Uh, FYI, uh, I don't know if it's already been said. I think I think I did maybe allude to it in, in the first or second uh, cast. Uh, Kevon has a weird history in Waterdeep that's very mysterious. So he's he definitely could have come across this and other such things hmm. like this in the sake of illusions and other sort of subterfuge. Uh, okay, so y'all have approached the dock in your rowboat. What what are we doing? Like I said, musical trill. So we're not completely okay we don't surprise said person and have them like fire a crossbow at us or something <laughs> okay morgort <clears throat> pokes her head up from over the side of the basket ah, excellent to see you excellent you've you've made it out you've made it out that's great are we are we getting out of here i hear the sound of fighting and that's never good that would be the goal yes i believe we- uh traveling would be wise we can let them sort that out, and I'll come back later and see uh, what's become of everyone. Bits and pieces, mostly. Maybe uh, that's, goo. That's Probably likely. lots of goo. Don't be surprised Maybe. if you have a crocodile for a king uh. when you come back. <laughs> she she sort of tilts her head and like looks at you strangely at that. But Probably a few more heads on pikes is my guess, says Clapperclaw. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that that's correct. Well, anyway, shall we go to Tither? <laughs> Uh, so I assume everyone is climbing into the basket. It is plenty big. For, eh, well, it may be a little bit of a squeeze with all of you, but uh, there's there's room for everyone. I am just waiting to you know, smash cut to the end of this adventure when we're in Thither leaving to go to the next part of it, and Thither is literally on fire. <laughs> if it's not, I will be surprised. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, is there smoke so, in the distance? Um, no smoke, but uh. You know, from the, you're far enough away that the sounds of battle have died yeah. down, and you you can't see them clearly. There's like mist over the lake in the middle of town, so the the battle has faded to the background. But there was definitely a battle when you came out of the out of the cottage. Yeah, I, I might be showing my age with this, but do you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons with Mr. Scorpio? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yo, down by yo, down by hammocks for hammocks. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm just imagining like that end piece where like the U.S. Army's invading him, and Homer Simpson's just casually walking in so he can quit. That's us. So I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, we so do it? We'll, we'll just do it with a letter. <laughs> we'll just send him a letter. <laughs> Dear whoever is currently king of the Bullywugs, sorry, had to leave. Best of luck rebuilding a society. <laughs> All the faith in you. Keep in touch. Uh, so everyone clamors into the balloon, unless anyone's doing anything else, because you never know. No, I'm I'm and keen for the balloon balloon right at this point. I think Key, Key doesn't decides, even have to clamber; she just flies in. Yeah, Key Key decides to perch on on Hippolyta's shoulder. Uh, so in the balloon you go, Morgort uh, reaches up and adjusts the control, and the bu- the balloon starts to go airborne. Uh, Clapperclop points her towards the fog and issues directions. Okay, you want to go kind of kind of east from here, but you've got to go, you know, it's it's kind of as you listen, it's it's kind of a complicated, like specific sort of zigzag pattern you have to go through to get to the other side of the mists. As you go into the mists, it's just it's dark. It's just fog in every direction. You can't see anything. There's just nothing. And, you know, it's it's a pretty long ride while you're in nothing. It's maybe 20 or 30 minutes that you're just going through this mist. And it's quiet and it's just kind of oppressive. The mist feels like it's just pushing in on you. But eventually, the mists get lighter and lighter. And you do come out over a massive primeval forest far below you. There's a verdant sea of tree canopies broken by occasional rocky hills and small mountains with a river that snakes through the forest. You can see a large lake in the middle of the forest and a colossal dead tree to the west and a cave opening shining with cozy torchlight in a wooded hillside to your south. All right, I say, uh, if you could put us down by the dead hollow tree. I remember <laughs> from, from that long around. <laughs> wait a minute wait as you say that i can just kind of look at you uh i believe this is the first we've heard of this what uh i think i, I think i say uh, don't you don't you remember the merry-go-round that's uh where the um that's not what uh, my horse told me that's what my horse told me to go uh to find scabatha nightshade to get back um my sense of um you know figuring out things or whatever it is i've lost i'm I will say, as the fog has parted, as you look down over these trees, uh, True Shot and 6K, you have this feeling. You just know that what you've lost is here. True Shot, for just, for just a second, right as you crest out of the fog, your mind is like sharp and clear. And you spot that tree and you immediately remember you were told that Granny Nightshade lived in a big hollowed out tree. And then it sort of fades back away. And uh, Kavan, you just, as, as you come out, you just immediately, you feel this sense of purpose that you haven't had in a long time. You think, I have to get this back. You know that, and you just know for certain that Granny Nightshade has it. And then it kind of fades back into this uncertainty of where you're going and why you're here and... Yeah, the, the what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me no more. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna assume that Hippolyta has started playing that on the lyre. Yeah, on the lyre. Do 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 do
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, playing a board uh, is powerful because I can get away with this now. Yes. And and after you have a, a minute or so to uh, just take it all in, this new place that you are, so different from the muck of the swamp where you just came. Uh, and Morgort is trying to direct you towards the towards the uh, hollowed out tree. Of course, the balloon kind of, uh, it's buffeted by the winds a bit. And you hear a loud screech behind you. You turn and you see a spindly six-legged dragon coming that comes hurtling out of the mist behind you. It's less than a hundred feet away with its mouth open wide and bright eyes focused on you. Ah, oh, this seems fine. I, I wave to it. <laughs> um, it, it does not respond. Is anyone I, else doing anything when they see this? Yeah, I get out my crossbow, I knock a bolt, and I look at everybody else. Uh, is anybody I say in Draconic, Hi! <laughs> uh, it does not respond, and it is coming in pretty quickly. Uh, what? Oh, it's not a friendly one. I take a shot. Uh, okay, roll an attack. That's only a 12. Uh, that does not hit. It goes, you try and take a shot and it goes wide. All right. Uh, let's see. It's about 100 feet and closing very quickly. Uh, we, we will say it's closed to 80 feet, the range of the, range of the crossbow when Alistair fires. All right. After he shot and missed, then I'm going to pull out my longbow and take a shot. Okay. That is a 24. Okay. That does hit. Right. And for damage, eight. Uh, okay, so the arrow sinks into the dragon's side, but it doesn't seem very badly affected by it. Uh, so, uh, Hippolyta, are you doing anything? When it gets within 30 feet, I will. Uh, okay, so it comes up and it... Let's see, what's the range of this? Oh, yeah, that's fine. It comes up... Did you tell and me it, when it gets within 60 feet? Okay, it's... Uh, it's not quite, it's not within 60 feet. By the time it belches okay. out, wait, it doesn't, that's not what it does. It's uh, like a a, co- uh, a ray of fire just comes out of its eyes. It opens its eyes wide and there's just this fiery beam that comes towards the balloon. And as it hits the balloon, the balloon just erupts in flames and the dragon screeches. And heads back towards the mist. It makes kind of a U-turn back towards the mist. And the balloon is starting to fall pretty rapidly. It's pierced the balloon, and you're you're losing apti- altitude very quickly. Uh, Morgort is kind of panicking at the controls. Mending instantly on that balloon. <laughs> um, uh, I believe Mending has a pretty significant size limit okay fabricate and i convert raw material into product okay uh, i'm gonna basically i can see anything within range that i could make anything out of is there okay. any like, do i have to use the basket or can i make the small the, the balloon to a smaller balloon hmm. that's a fourth level spell matt yes and I have a magic item called the Lyra of of oh my god yes. and wow. uh I'll, I'll, i will just assume way, that you've yeah i, I turned a true shot and I just go yeah and I go, is this supposed to happen? Um, I don't know. That's my first time in a um, balloon with dragons, so maybe. Seems intense if this is what Actually, is, yeah, is what Fabricate probably wouldn't work. You're right. 
Um, I, I mean, I think you can try it and you could turn the balloon into a smaller balloon, but there is still, like, it won't extinguish the fire. So yeah. you slow your descent by making the balloon smaller, assuming that's still what you want to do. Uh, I don't, I'm looking at possible options here. Maybe a parachute, a big parachute for all of us? I think we'd be better off uh, cutting the balloon entirely free, and I'd use Fabricate to turn part of the basket into wings to get us down. Like a, that's, that's what I'm thinking right now. Okay, how is... Plummeting? Are we plummeting yeah. yet, or is it just... We're not plummeting, You're... it's just casually falling. Uh, yeah, I would say it's plummeting. It's going down We are We are narratively quickly. falling. There is... <laughs> yeah, so I will oh, basically course. I could shrink the basket uh, and make medium-sized wings come out to slow our descent. Okay, that's uh, it's a tight, it's definitely a tight fit as you cast fabricate on the basket and you shape out these wings. Uh, roll me, hmm, uh, just roll me a straight charisma check since that's your spell casting. She basically lets go of the basket and starts flying. <laughs> to no, like take her weight off of the thing. Not that that's there's a lot of weight there, but thirteen nine plus four. Um. Okay. So you do you do make the wings. They aren't they aren't quite the right size or shape to really get you know to be like a proper glider. You just don't have a ton to work with. So you're still going down, but it slowed your descent. It's not it's it's not so much a plummet. It's kind of wobbling in the air, but it's still going down pretty rapidly towards the tree line. Okay. Uh, so, Key has, uh, you know, taken to the air. What are you doing, True Shot? Well, shooting arrows is about all I can do, and that didn't do much. So, I think at the moment, I'm just kind of holding on to the basket and hoping for the best. Okay, and uh, so, Hippolyta's done something. Uh, Kavan, are you doing anything? Can I cast suggestion on the Earth? Just tell it to move. <laughs> you can certainly try. I. Where would you be? All right. So I cast suggestion on the ground below us. Okay. So you cast suggestion, and you you'd have focus to wait until we're magic. thirty feet from it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I prepare it as a reaction to being 30 feet uh, away. I mean, I'll say that, yes, when you get 30 feet away, you focus your magic on the ground below you, and the, the ground does not respond. Hold on, and hold, on, hold, on hold on, because... hold on, Liz, when we get within yeah? 30 feet, it, without him seeing me do it, I want to use the liar to cast Move Earth. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, I'm going I'm going to say you do not know what he's doing necessarily. I saw him cast suggestion on the ground. I'm smart enough to know what, what spell he's casting. Uh you want to make, make an arcana check. You make an arcana check. <laughs> That's a ten. Uh, you can see he's casting something. Alright, then never mind. Doesn't the ground have to make a wisdom save? <laughs> Earth is a plus twelve entity. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I totally would have cast Move Earth if if it let me. I I mean, it's a it's a little tiny bit of a stretch. Well, I mean, in order uh, to cast suggestion, he has to yell to the ground and tell it to do something. I just think it's he funny. Can't, he can't just cast oh, that is, suggestion. Okay, he okay. Has to so, cast suggestion and right. say Earth move. And when he okay. does, yeah, I okay. cast Move Earth and move the Earth. Yeah, like get out of the way. <laughs> I'll so how that. That how exactly <laughs> <laughs> how 
exactly do you move the earth out of the way? Well, it says here, choose an area of terrain no larger than 40 feet on a side within range, which is 130 okay. feet. I can okay. reshape dirt, sand, or clay in the area in any manner you choose for the duration. You can raise or lower the area's elevation, create or fill in a trench, erect or flatten a wall, or form a pillar. I'm actually going to make the dirt come up okay. and catch us. <laughs> okay, so it's not quite getting it out of the way. I'm actually going to put it in the way, but in a way where it will catch <laughs> yeah. us and then it will move back down, but slower. Like It's going to move down, but not as fast as we were falling. So it's going, yeah. to, okay. it's it's going to break our fall. Yeah. Yes, so you're My you're coming in. Yeah. The I'm the earth comes up to me. <laughs> and and my eyes get wide and I realize I am terrible at this. She cups her hands around her mouth and says, Think happy thoughts. I don't know why, but I heard that will help. <laughs> Twenty-three on the deception check, so nobody could tell it was me who did that. <laughs> Uh, so you you come in fast and the earth comes up to meet you and the balloon still does sort of crash into it, but definitely not. It's not a gentle landing, but it's it's not a complete crash landing either. So I will say everyone takes three points of uh, bludgeoning damage from falling. From just kind of the being rattled and thrown into the sides of the... I will... Uh, I, if that's the case, then I would have waited till we were about 10 feet from the ground, and then I would have just jumped, because I'm a bunny, and I can do that. Except you ah, know it was 10 feet, because I, the ground came up. There, There is a lot going on here. Make a perception check, and we'll see if you yes. judge that. Yeah. Natural 20. <laughs> okay, so you, you see the ground coming up to meet you, and you're like, okay, I gotta get, I just don't want to be involved in this. You jump out, and you are indeed, you you take no damage, but everyone else takes three. Good. That was a good happy key, thought. He should neither because oh, he was flying. Key. Yes, he also does not take damage because I, I uh, flying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Let's 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 talk about physics for a second though, because <laughs> no, let's not. Like when the elevator court snaps, it's D and D. It's D and D. We don't do it. <laughs> I am a talking <laughs> rabbit. Physics do not apply. Oh, Have you never seen a Bugs Barney cartoon? Yes, I'm just saying you've actually added to the damage of everybody else in the basket if you were stationary and did this and took no damage. Listen, all I'm saying is spear and magic helmet. Let's go. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Roll I, Meanwhile, I'm going to cast. If you had to, yeah. I'm going to cast cure wounds on myself. <laughs> okay, you're for three points of damage. Well, I mean, I don't want to have three points of damage. Okay, okay. I mean, we could get attacked, but uh, yeah, all right, I'll hold on to it later. If I take more damage, it'll be, yeah. Okay. I mean, we could rest at some point, too, so. Yeah, well, I've used two of the liar's abilities, uh, so yeah. at this point, I'm like, you know, I like this uh, thing. You're, you're making good use of it. Um, So you should all see, let's see, I actually have to go over to the right map for this. I believe everyone should see the map of of uh of thither i've been saying hither for so long that's weird yeah it doesn't have a label telling us what it is but i do see it yes this is this is thither and you have crashed in the uh southern part of the map right in front of you know pretty close to the cave that you saw from overhead you're kind of you're kind of right here on the edge of the mist and you've come down in the trees 
This almost looks like a zone in Mario. <laughs> Don't let anyone put like, any hats it's, it's on like, you. <laughs> no, but it's all circles of mushrooms, green rivers, uh, strange NP and uh, brown mountains surrounded by clouds. So yeah, this would be like zone three. <laughs> so you are all... Uh, you're still in the basket, unless you, except for, uh, man, I just, I keep key, having key to go through this, like, this, like, little mental permutation where I'm, like, Joe to Alistair and Anne to, yeah. <laughs> key lands. Okay. Wow, that was, that was, um, that was interesting. I turned I'm to Kavon and say, I turned to Kavon and say, good job on the Earth commanding. <laughs> I mean, you've shattered my confidence as a spellcaster with that, but... What? He doesn't know that I I rolled a twenty three on my deception check. You have oh, no idea that I did that. I know. I think I did something awful. So I, I was what do you mean? You saved us. Came up. Maybe it I knew. Did? Yeah, that thing caught us. You told the Earth to move, and it what? moved up and caught us. I look at my hands, and it's like like now I'm having trouble with like just. What have I become? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a monster. I don't know. Maybe you're an Earth. Weren't you a monster already? That was really neat. Several times, but the, the, yeah. The so just just keep being one. Ah, okay. And just like I put my hands into my pocket, I keep them very close. I'm worried I'm going to kill someone. Do you still look like the other hag? Uh, yeah, I was wondering no. that too. <laughs> like the no, hag, I, but with a mustache. Yeah, no, I've I'm, I've changed out of Bavlorn. I was trying to change into the uh, the what is his name? The claw guy. Uh, Clapper claw. claw. Clapper claw, but it's it just wasn't working because he's too small and distended for me. So I'm I'm back to looking like a uh, a bunny, um, similar to Joe with a mustache, but I'm wearing just tattered rags at this moment. Okay, well, hey. and uh, Morgort is still in the basket, looking a bit dazed, and uh, Clapper claw's skull has fallen off, and he's like on the ground, like feeling for it. I pick the skull up, put it back on his head, and cast mending as a cantrip. <laughs> to fix that for him. Then I start mending Kavon's regs. Oh, thank you. This is so much better. So much better. I'm just mending everything because I can do it at will. It's it's like when you have a hammer, everything's a nail. When you have mending, everything is something you can fix it is with the most, mending in a one-foot radius. It is the most underrated cantrip. <laughs> mending and prestidigitation. At this point, uh, Kavon's rags should at least no longer be rags. They should be like some kind of outfit. He, trying to be somewhat helpful, makes flowers bloom on the rags. <laughs> so I grabbed the rag outfit when we were over at Bethlorna. So if you've mended it, what it probably came was an old witch's outfit. <laughs> sure. So I'm probably walking around looking very similar to uh, looking very similar to Joe, but um, <clears throat> but in a witch's dress. With flowers okay. on it. With flowers With on flowers it. On it. Uh, yeah. Uh, tr True shot. What are you up to down here now that you're on the ground? Are we hanging out? or Are we going to explore? I guess the question. Well, you told us we needed to be somewhere. I believe you said something about a tree. You mentioned a hollowed yeah, out tree. But, yeah, but now we crashed and we can't fly there. So do you know where it is? Well, so we you did. You did see the hollowed out tree while you were flying yeah. in. I, I I pointed it out and. Where about on the map did we crash? You're you're down in the south near uh, Nib's cave, so kind of down here. You're not right at the entrance of the cave, but you're in the forest outside it, and you can see it in the distance. Oh, it seems like a good enough place to start, then, any? Yes? I look um, at everybody. Sure. All right. If nobody responds, uh, I just, Alistair turns around and starts walking towards the cave. Uh, Morgort is up at the balloon trying to see 
what she can salvage of it. And uh, Clapperclaw says, uh, I, Nib is, well, not an enemy. You can you can go talk to him. He may know more. I've been gone for a while, so I don't know what Granny Nightshade is up to, but she she lives in Loom Lurch, which is, that was the hollowed out tree you saw coming in. But it's it's to the north, so it's going to be uh it's a pretty good walk from here. Well, it seems to be the direction we need to travel anyway. So more information is better than no information. What about and, the uh, balloon? And Morgort uh says, it doesn't I don't I don't know if we can fix this, but I don't uh, I, I don't can know help what make I a, want to say here. I can make a new balloon tomorrow. Just the balloon well, part. Uh, can't use it again today, but I can definitely make a new one tomorrow. Oh, well, that that might be. I mean, we'll still need work? we'll still need to construct it, but I can make like the sail part of it, the the balloon part. We'll just still need to get it into balloon shape. I think I'm not entirely sure how the spell works. Well, and a maybe is I, better than a no <laughs> I, I give you like, seriously. D- did you revert all the way back to childhood? Sister, it's been years, years since I've been able to be happy. Let me have this. I don't see how anyone can stop you. And uh, Clapperclaw tells you that he does not really want to stay here. And uh, being here definitely seems to be out. So so he and Morgort are both staying with the balloon and doing what they can to, like, try and fix it up. Morgort's making sure all of the mechanisms are okay. They aren't completely okay, but she thinks they're fixable. And uh, Clapperclaw is trying to like adjust the basket, but since he has claws for hands, it's like he's not really doing much to kind of fix the... But he's making an effort, so they're they're working on that. And y'all are heading to the cave? I guess. I mean, if there's somebody there, we might be able to get more information, so might as well. Uh, so you walk into the cave, and cozy torchlight radiates from inside. Uh, what when you are uh, 20 feet from the cave, you notice a tree with a weathered sheet of parchment, parchment nailed to the trunk. Uh, I took a look at the parchment. Uh, roll me a D8. Ooh, D8. Fancy, fancy. I know. D8 is the, the fanciest dice for sure. That would be a six. A six. So the parchment has a picture of a young man with curly hair on it. And it says, wanted. This rapscallion vexes me. Deliver him to me alive and unharmed, and I'll curse one creature whom you name. Bring this poster to Scabatha Nightshade to claim your reward. Oh, well, that's easy. We're already headed there. Uh, We don't have that guy. (laughs) Nor would we give them to a hag. I think that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. And up at the top of the poster, it... (laughs) It names it names this this brigand this horrible villain that it describes as Will of the Feywild. Well, I mean, sounds like does, we might does, have a friend. Does hag curses work on the same principles wishes where you can't wish for more wishes or wish that the genie <laughs> would like wish itself or something? I mean, like, could, it's could a we, curse, so it would be like a bad thing. Yeah, I know. To someone. Uh, but yeah. could, you, could you go up and name her as the person you want cursed, and would she then have to do it, or is she like, would she just be like, no? And you're like, oh, okay, well, I tried, guys. Like, I'm making an arcana check on this. I'm serious. You, you, you do not know if. I mean, the thing you don't know is whether Granny Nightshade will really, 
you know, is she going to follow her own rules? You don't, you don't know. Do I recognize the person in that picture? Uh, well, hmm. Uh, roll me, just roll me a straight d20 and a, we'll say a, hmm, a 10 or higher. You have been in the area here before. 12. Uh, There you go. Uh, So, you know, recently, since the fall of Zybilna, since Zybilna has vanished, a a young man, Will of the Feywild, has been operating in this area, trying to free people from Granny Nightshade's clutches. Oh, I know him. He's good. We should take that. She actually, like, goes to pluck it off of the tree. Can she pluck it off of the tree? How big is it? I mean, it's it's a large sheet of paper, but it's not, like, gigantic. So, yeah, okay. you can. So she takes you it can... and rolls it up and just kind of, like, tucks it um, on her person somewhere. Okay. Just make sure nobody else goes to get him. Hold on, hold on, though. Show it to Gavon? Sure. I unroll it and show it to Gavon. You look like that. I, I, I can try. And I just, like, just scrunch my face up and just sort of, like, pucker my eyes and then just uh, do my best to look like them. And, uh, and do I do it? Do I get close? Do I have to roll anything? Uh, make a performance I mean, check, Liz. I guess. Sorry, yeah, let's say. <laughs> let's say a performance check. Huh. Uh, yeah, so that's a 20. You managed to make your, your young man with kind of darker skin, curly hair. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not very tall, you know, you're right. not not quite a child, but not not a grown up either. Kind of somewhere in the in between. No, you look t- mostly like him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, how's the mustache? Also, it, it occurs it, to me. Just, it's that just moment. a thin. What? It's a thin teenage mustache. The ones that don't look right. <laughs> oh yeah. Like my pirate. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but also I, it occurs to me that moment. Wait, wait. Are you guys going to give me away? No, I just wanted to see if you could look like him in case we need to like find him or make common cause or even trick her into thinking we have him. That's kind, I guess. Well, I mean, this, if we're going to trick her into something, it's most likely us trying to get something from her. But regardless, I just wanted to see if you, before I made any plans in the future. Yeah, Feel free to stop being that it? guy now. He, he rolls the paper back up and stuffs it back on her person. <laughs> and who is it that we want to curse? I wanted to curse her. I wanted her to curse herself, but I don't think she'd do it. If, if it's voluntary who she curses, like she says, you know, I'll give you, I'll, I'll curse anyone you name. So I could be like, you know, oh, I'd like you to curse Scabbath a Nightshade. And then she'd be like, no. And so I don't know how good the plan is. I'm just blue sky. Bunnies, bunnies like the thing. I also, if any of you have carrots, I, I would like a carrot. <laughs> I just shrug and stay as the sporm. He uses <laughs> druidcraft to make a carrot. I was going to say, I, I may recommend uh, maybe not staying in that form. Uh, just because if others are looking to get in her good graces... This is probably not the only paper out uh, yeah, there. Yeah, that would be my recommendation. I'm I'm giving uh, Key gigantic bunny eyes and doing the lip thing, looking at the carrot. <laughs> Key gives uh, gives Hip a lot of the carrot. True shot. You were saying something. Uh, I was just asking who we wanted to curse. Ah, he answered. Oh yeah. Ah, so many things going on. So are we? Are we heading to the cave? Sure. Yeah. Some we were still doing that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, while you're having this conversation. So you get to the mouth of the cave, and inside you see a wizened old man, man, I can speak, wearing a blindfold. He sits at a spinning wheel surrounded by piles and piles of gold, just kind of sparkling in the low torchlight. As he spins, he reaches down and grasps handfuls of coins, 
which transform at his touch into gleaming golden fibers. Hi. And he continues staring down in this, at this work and says, Greetings, greetings. Have you come for anything? Well, we're uh, probably on our way to go see a hag at some point, but uh, we're new in town and, well, don't know how to get to where we need to go. Figured we'd stop in here since it was on the way. Hmm. Well, there is certainly a hag up in Loom Lurch to the north. But as you can see, he, you know, gest- he pauses from the spinning and gestures up to his blindfold. I, I do not see very well these days. I don't get out much. And he goes back to his spinning. What happened to your eyeballs? Ah, well. And uh, everyone make a perception check. Seven. Sixteen. Twenty. Fourteen. Natural one. Um, uh, so you see nothing. You may not even see the old man. <laughs> um, every I've seen see. less than if I'd actually even walked in. <laughs> True shot, Kavan and uh, True shot, Alistair and Hippolyta. You all notice that behind the old man, there are shadows. There are shadowy apparitions. You right now, you see a grubby child peering over this man's shoulder. All right. Well, I'm going to say, oh, and hello, little child. Um, what do you, um, do, do you know the way to the north? It does not respond to you in any way. It is focused on the man. And it, it darts from one side of him to the other, getting a better view, but it stays behind him. Right. So any particular reason you're living in a cave? Ah, well, I've led a cruel and heartless existence. I earned these riches by exploiting my tenant's misery, buying up condemned property and renting it out for an exorbitant fee. Oh, Or any nightshade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. um, California, Texas, any places like that. Uh, Yeah, any place with uh, landlords. (laughs) Uh, But he, he continues, continuing to spin. Granny Nightshade is helping me to make amends. I told her I wanted to put my bad deeds behind me and my ill-gotten gains to good use. She cursed me to dwell forever in this cave. My gold, spinning my gold into useful items for anyone who comes my way. Would you like me to make you something? Could could you make a balloon for balloon transport? (laughs) I've never been asked to make a balloon, but I'm sure I could. I can make... Many, many things. <laughs> we we could use of, the balloon. He kind of looks down at herself. She's wearing a very fluffy dress, and that's <laughs> it, really. And says, can, can you make armor? Uh, let's see. I believe he can make armor. Da, da, da. Uh, yes, he could. Because I don't have any. Uh, as as a sorcerer, what kind of armor can you wear? I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure you're proficient with any forms of armor except I, light. I honestly maybe? don't know. Um, <laughs> under armor, it just says none. Uh, uh, that would be none. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Can you make some kind of like really to salty be, food? Well, to be sure, wizards, mages, wizards and mages can wear things like bracers or rings or things like that that give them armor bonuses. You just can't wear armor. Armor. Take a level in life, cleric. <laughs> <laughs> You get plate mail. <laughs> Imagine a fairy wearing plate mail and just kind of clunking whenever they beat their wings. It'd be like, like a bee. Like, because you have to like, beat your wings really fast to get anywhere. 
Like, oh, this is so hard. So what is the uh, yes. mechanics of this thing or what we're doing with uh, with Nib here? So Nib can make any non-magical item worth no more than a thousand gold pieces. And he can make common or uncommon magical items of your choice. Common or uncommon. Okay. Hmm. Make me a ring with some armor on it. <laughs> Uh, you could get a cloak of protection if you wanted. Let me know. Double check. Does that falls. cost gold? Because I also don't have any gold. It's uh, no. He's just offering to. If you ask that, he says no, no. I will use my own gold to make it. This is the least I owe to the world. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, braces of defense unfortunately are rare. Right? Cloak of protection would be fine. My armor class is like eleven. So <laughs> uh, I mean, you're a sorcerer, so that's just that's kind of what happens. Uh, so he starts to work on this cloak. It's uh, it's a very fanciful cloak with a with a deep hood, and as he spins it out, it uh, it has a golden sheen to it. It kind of reflects the light in this way, and he Pretty. hands it over to you. Thank you. It is, of course, a perfect fit. And uh, you can add a cloak of protection to your inventory, which gives you a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws while you wear it. Now, it does require attunement, so you will need a short rest to attune to it and get those benefits. Cool. Thank you. Can he convert my... uh, It's an uncommon item, but it's uh, my... Wow, words are hard. My katana into a weapon of warning. I'll say sure, sure, if you want to keep your family katana, but have it converted over that he can, uh, he spins the gold and applies it in this, you know, it's it's magic. (laughs) He kind of applies it to the sword and just sort of waves his hands over it in these specific gestures. And it it does have this golden sheen to it now, just sort of a pattern of golden just arcane patterns on it and there you go yay adding to equipment i uh sent you a link to the thing i would like uh okay okay and yes if you have anything uh common or uncommon that you would want uh yes you request goggles of night and he works away creating uh goggles with these sort of blue green lenses and the the outside of it, the framing of it is all gold. I'm gonna, I'm asking when he's doing that. Instead of the the mm-hmm. one the one on the page has kind of like a an owl thing. I yeah. want mine to have a bunny thing. Okay, so, so I'm wearing a bunny over a bunny. For for everyone listening at home, kind of the default art for goggles of night does it kind of looks like an owl mask, but instead Hippolyta's has kind of like bunny ears and a bunny nose sticking out of it. So that's uh. It's a look. It's a look. I scrunch my nose several times and thank him. Uh, so, true shot? I, I do have a random table I can roll for, if you aren't sure. Yeah, I was trying to find some kind of, like, uncommon bow or something, but I can't. One find. of the things he can make is are bracers of archery. Ooh, okay. That sounds fun. Uh, yeah, those are pretty good when you're doing archery stuff. So, yes, he makes these uh, bracers that are, again, you know, have this golden pattern on them and a, a, a soft golden sheen as you look at them under the firelight. Uh, Kavan. I'll just take the, uh, where is it? Uh, belt of Giant Strength. Are Belts of Giant Strength That's- uncommon? 
That's a joke. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, kind of, I'm just trying to look at things was... right now, too. So I... I can give you a belt of kind of large dude strength. His name's Wayne. <laughs> he's pretty strong, but he's not like a giant. Uh, he's about like 5'10", but he can carry stuff. He's good carrying stuff. You know, in this life, you, you can't be a chooser. you got to be a beggar, so I'll take it. No. Um, <laughs> is there anything that has charisma? Like maybe boots, hands, something like that? Hmm. That's a really good question. I, hmm. Kind of charisma-y yeah, just things. white noise looking at. There isn't a way to sort of like look at it. You said it was common or? Uh... Common or uncommon magical item. Oh, uh, anything in the, yeah, I was going to say most magical items fall under the uncommon category. Um, oh my God. Uh, unfortunately, an Iun stone is not. Yeah, those are rare. Well, thankfully, you can edit this time out. And what am I wearing right now anyways? I would I would ask again, <laughs> what, what armor are you proficient in? You could ask for armor or weapon. I believe uh, plus one is perfectly available. I'm wearing armor right now. I mean, I have to be. Yeah, I'm not, so. I'm. I'm not sure if warlocks are prof are inherently proficient in, in type of armor. No, ah, this is this is always armor. fun when you have like the shopping episode yeah, yeah. where everyone's trying to figure leather. out what they leather. want. Leather, so that's what it is. So if there's a uh, any fun magic thing, leather wise, um, again jumping back into it, magic armor I can't narrow it down to leather. So I just imagine I just imagine a warlock going to this and going, I'm really into leather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like he just imagine that Nib has like a catalog sitting there, and you're like flipping through it. Um, maybe this, maybe that. I don't know. Book of things That's I can convert my ill-gotten gains into. <laughs> um, I mean, he could make you just some plus one leather armor. I'll take a plus one. Could it be plus one charisma, or does it have to be armor? AC it has it's, to be armor. It's yeah, it's armor. All right, he can't do I just like went and looked or something at, I just went and looked at every single magical item that affects charisma, and they're all rare or higher. Yeah. Like there's very Yeah, there's uh, the tomb of leadership and influence, but that's like a thing. Yeah, that's 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 like a rare unique item and you'd need to read it for like over a course of a day. Yeah. Yeah, say lovey. Yeah, I'll just take some magical leather then. Uh okay, so you get some plus one leather armor. Is the kid still hanging around him? Um, instead of the kid, the kid eventually faded, and now you see da, 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 uh, a, a woman with kind of a long, gaunt face who is, you know, dabbing at tears in her eyes with a handkerchief, and she, she's just standing behind him. She's tall and thin, just kind of looming over him as he's hunched over the spinning wheel, just staring at him. Can I do an insight check uh, to see if, like, he notices them? Uh, you can, yes. That's an eight, so I'm going to guess I'm not very uh, insightful as far as that goes. Uh, no, but you do notice he is he is not turning around. Thought so. Okay. He um, tries to make some flowers bloom on the lady's armor or robes or whatever she's wearing. Um, so, yes, you can make some flowers bloom, but they just fall to the ground. They don't, there's nothing to attach to. Huh. Weird. Alistair has a theory, but he's going to keep it to himself for right now. Uh, so does anyone... He kind of looks at him and goes, he said you're, you're, you're putting your bad deeds behind you? <laughs> I am, I am indeed haunted by my own words. As long as my ill-gotten gains are put to good use, my bad deeds remain behind me. Ah. 
You okay? I I assume you've noticed them. These are ah uh, yeah. I was kind of wondering what that was all about. Ah, uh, well, I don't know how often they're there or how so obvious they are to other people. What happens when you're done with your ill-gotten gains? Do they vanish or do they get to move in front of you again? Uh, I hope they should be gone forever once I finish and he gestures back to the huge pile of gold. Could it spend all of that? I I think it will take a while, but that is my goal. Is she the one that took your eyes? Uh, well, I mean, I I have eyes, but I just, I... He doesn't I want to hate, see them. I should hate to see them. I try to, I try to ignore oh. them, but sometimes, sometimes they whisper and torment me. I guess that's as, what happens when you do bad stuff. Yes, it is my lot. I've earned this punishment. But eventually, I hope I should work to redeem myself. Can I have some of your gold? Well, he just he'll give it to you in the form of an object, but he can't just give it away or that the, the whole deal with the, the No, I mean punishment. I got a cloak. I was just wondering if I could take like uh you know, a handful of gold pieces. But I mean there's if, lots there. Yeah, but imagine if you took it and then because he couldn't spin it into new things, they never went away. I'm just wondering, do a lot of people come by this cave? It seems like maybe you should move to a place with higher traffic, especially since you can make stuff so quickly. Seems like you could get through this a lot faster somewhere else. That is actually not a bad point. Uh, Location well, is I everything. Occasionally people come by, but uh, certainly having a hag in the neighborhood does not encourage a lot of shoppers. So, but there's nothing to be done about it. I must stay where my gold is. Boy, you should yeah. have been in the last place we were at. There's like a whole <laughs> war thing going on. Man, they could use lots of stuff there. Um, and he does, he does, he does say that you can take some of the gold if you would like, but he does not recommend it. Oh, it's cursed gold. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. As you can see, they haunt me because of my gains. I He kind of looks at the gold and then looks at the people or the person behind him and goes, yeah, I think I'll pass. So it would be hilarious to watch them try to, you know, torment you, and they go, "Oh!" and you'd be like, "Can you, you know, can you eat people's brains?" <laughs> Hi. I mean, they never, they never respond to any of you, but uh, they lean over his shoulder, they watch him, they whisper into his ear. Sometimes you see them leaning close. So everything. So the tree is to the north. It it is to the north. I was there. Uh, long ago, long is ago. Is there anything I... between there and here that we should maybe avoid? <sighs> I mean, it is not. It is a dangerous land. How dangerous? Like, what do we have to watch out for? Well, there are the fairy rings, which some of them, some are fine. Some have been corrupted by Bavlorna's influence. There can be many, many dangers in the woods since, since Bavlorna has come to this place. He looks you, really offended at the mention of fairy rings. Do you, do you mean the other one? Bavlorna was the one we just did. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, Scabatha. Scabatha Nightshade or Granny Nightshade. What do you mean but, they're corrupted? Uh, they they no longer work as they were meant to. Huh. They, they I, as I understand, they are dangerous things. Do you know where, and she unrolls the piece of parchment, the this wild person is? <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you say wild person and show him the, is that what you actually No, she said? was reading the name off of the thing. I can't remember. Was it Will of the Wild? Okay. Yeah, it Will. is Will of the Feywild. Will of the Feywild. Do you know who Will of the Feywild is? Ah, uh, he, he's a good child. He he tries. He tries to fix the things about Florina. Do you know where he's at? He moves around, I think. I mean, everyone. Everyone is looking for him. Yeah, we but found this piece of paper. She said she'd like curse somebody if they if if they brought that it, it's basically a wanted poster. I don't really like it. I if, if I remember Will was good. Granny Granny Nightshade has is obsessed I'm with good. finding him. He has I'm he has he has helped some children escape from Loom Lurch and she is not pleased with this. I'm just gonna add I still look exactly like him. I'm standing next <laughs> to the poster. He he runs with a group of rascals known as the Getaway Gang. And they they usually stay near a treant named a Little Oak. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just keep our eye out for him. Because I bet he would be helpful, too. Okay, so all we have to do is find a tree in this land. That should be easy. <laughs> Key points out the cave entrance and goes, I see one. <laughs> do you... You intend to seek out Granny Nightshade for some reason. Yeah, she steals people's things. Yes, we but... We get the things back. But more commonly, she steals children and makes them work in her workshop. Well, we aren't children, so we don't have to worry about that. But that doesn't sound very nice. If, I don't if like that very much. If you seek to act, act against her, I recommend caution. Well, uh, I and mean, I will... Tag. I, I will add one note that Bavlorna, and I do mean to actually say Bavlorna there, did trade you a piece of information for the portrait she has asked you to seal, which is that you may find the uh, displacer beast kitten named Star here, which you found Star's parent back in the Witchlight Carnival and uh, missing them and hoping to find them. I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> yeah, you you and Key and Kavan have no idea about any of this, but Alistair, Trueshot, and oh. Hippolyta uh, should, you would remember this, even though that was like 20 years ago that we actually had the game session where that happened. Oh, no, I have it written down. Again, I, I rolled a one when I walked into this place. I'm going to know less about things when I walk out of here. <laughs> I'm totally confused. Quite, quite possibly. I can... If you mean to deal with her, I can tell you a bit that may help you. I do not. That would be nice. When you see Granny Nightshade, she has a key protruding out of her back. I'm key. I believe he means a physical key, like a winding key or a door key. Oh, okay. Yes, it 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 is a physical key, and you can tell her mood by how fast it turns. When it's when it turns quickly, she is in a good mood. And when it turns slowly, you must be very careful, for she's in a dark, dark mood. That's helpful and weird. Well, I, I cannot say I understand it, but I know it to be true. I've seen it myself. And there is one, there is a rumor about her that, oh. uh, f- that for some reason, that she f- forgets the first person she sees each day when she wakes. How I unusual! Do not- I do not know if that can be used in any way, but be careful, be careful. Well, thank you. Ah, yes, it is It is my pleasure to help in whatever small way I can. 
I guess we should probably be on our way, guys. Are we still going to get that balloon nod? Uh, yeah. Uh, if you ask for the balloon, or you call, let's say you call Morgort or Clapperclaw in here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they'll come in and, uh, you know, kind of explain the shape and size of the balloon, and he gets to work on it. Yay, we fixed it. May have him, maybe have him make a basket, too. Uh, so, yeah, I, they're, they're all at work on the various bits and pieces they need for their balloon. They intend to leave again. Clapperclaw does not want to get in Granny Nightshade's way again. Like, he, he's out of here. And... Morgort intends to see if she can pick up the pieces back back in the middle of all that fighting in the Bullywog village. Well, good luck to both of you. Thank you for your help. Thank you. Thank you, Morgort says. I don't think I, I don't know that I would have gotten out of there otherwise. Now well, I have a chance, at least. Also, I'm going to point out, be careful of that thing that, that you know, blew up the last basket maybe oh. maybe if we fly lower maybe maybe we could dodge it or stay out of it yeah, did we ask nib if he knew about that like what that thing was no but we should might as well oh yes the jabberwock oh okay that's a thing it 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 roams these lands i know not what it looks for well it doesn't like balloons <sighs> it is it is extremely dangerous to be anything it does not like it is perhaps more dangerous than above than any of the hags if you catch its ire. Wow. Well, uh, we'll yes. try not to encounter that again. Uh, Jabberwacks are a serious business. Now, that is me, Liz, saying that, not him. Well, shall we get going? Sure. And they might want to ask him to make some pikes for, you know, for the end of the war over there. <laughs> Let's give him that advice. Help him out, spend the gold, and what they'll need. Ah, uh, yes, so they're they're sitting there hard at work, kind of on getting the different pieces of the balloon together. And they wish they wish you well, assuming you are all continuing onward. I'm growing, yep. I'm growing less intelligent the longer I'm in the room. I practically have to be let out now. <laughs> key, key gives all three of them flower crowns on her way. They just sprout on their heads. <laughs> um, like none of them notice immediately. Certainly Nib, the old man, does not notice. He just <laughs> So onward, where are you trying to go from here? I guess we should just go north. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we're going to have to start traveling that way anyway. So north it is. All right. How tall are the trees around here? Uh, They're pretty tall, 20, 30 feet. Key flies up to the top of the tree line and sees if she can see anything interesting in the distance. Uh, Okay, you can see from here, you see a few breaks in the trees where there are you're pretty sure there would be fairy rings here. Uh, you also see a large pool in the distance surrounded by rocks. Uh, the town with the hollowed out tree is a, is too far for you to really make it out from here. There's a fairy ring up ahead. I mean, if you want to go there, she flies back down. Also, is there's it? a big pool up ahead too, but it's a ways off. I look at everybody else. Is it a fairy ring, ring or a good one? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess we'd have to find out. All right, let's go on an adventure. And I start walking towards the ring. <laughs> Yay! She claps her hands and follows along. You you cannot see the ring from here, but... She knew what direction it was, roughly. Yeah, yeah, you, you know the direction. <laughs> so you, you trek through the forest for a while, and someone roll me another D8. Uh, I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. Six. Okay, so 
you you carry on through the trees and you come upon a fairy ring. Hang on a second, guys. She kind of looks at it. Does it look like a, a good ring or a not good ring? Should be able to tell. <laughs> I will tell you this is an uncorrupted fairy ring. I'm just trying to pull up the description. Ooh, fancy Yay. fairy ring. Incorrupted. Yes. Ta-da. So you see inside this ring, kind of, it's a ring, it's an open ring about um, 20 feet in diameter, surrounded by a colorful circle of six inch tall toadstools. And uh, inside the ring, there is a, there's a swarm of like mushrooms with red heads and little, little white spots on them. And they're they're hopping around, dancing and singing. They don't they don't sing in words, but different noises. But it definitely has like a rhythm, a melody that you hear as they as they go. Hi! And as you as you approach and speak up, they they all stop for a second and look over for you, and th- and then they are all bouncing and dancing, clearly excited to have visitors. Key claps. This is a good one. <laughs> come dance she decides to like come do dance I, to there do any of the fairies have boots no no i they're they're literally toadstools they do not have any yeah they're not they're not actually yeah. fairies a fairy ring is a ring made out of mushrooms okay so the ring is made out of the mushrooms and the key the key, creatures inside key does not have boots i don't know do you have boots no that song lied to me <laughs> Um, and all of them do have kind of faces, but they don't have they don't have arms or legs. Are they singing or are they just dancing? They're singing and dancing, but they don't sing in words. Key just kind of sings along tunelessly. Like she's she's really not good at singing. <laughs> but she dances with them too and makes little flowers bloom. And anyone who wants to can make an insight check to kind of see what they're trying to communicate as they dance and bounce around. I am not very insightful today. <laughs> Ten. Could this wouldn't fall under this this wouldn't fall under animal handling, would it? Or uh twenty-two. <laughs> uh no, I am afraid. I am afraid this is would not be animal handling. Okay. Uh eight, by the way. Uh true shot and speak with animals. True shot and Hippolyta, you you can kind of make out from the body language that they're they want you to come and dance with them. They want you to come join in the party. As they just bounce around excitedly and kind of like gesture you towards, he is absolutely just like dancing up a storm. I mean, <laughs> I was already planning right. on going in and dancing because you know Alistair can have fun now. So yes, all and- right. When in the play, wild do is the pay. I head uh, in, but as I head in, I'm matching the music with my lyre. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody, make a performance check. Everybody that is going in to dance, make a performance check. I dance terribly. <laughs> Eight. Jeez, my dice are terrible today. Eighteen. I got fifteen. Sixteen. Tr- true shot. Hippolyta and hang on. Did you roll twice? Six. I think you rolled twice. Yes, because I have advantage. Oh, okay. Performance checks. Okay. Actor feet. Ah. Uh, so yes, true shot. Hippolyta and Kavan, as you dance, you all, all three of you start to just, you look around and you can just, like, you see the forest 
full of magic and you see just it's like you see through things you you see everything around you you see all of the magic good and bad that kind of flows through the air suffuses this place and all of you get the advantage of a true seeing spell that lasts for 24 hours oh man so for the duration the three of you the three of you have true sight to a range of 120 feet. Key continues to shimmy <laughs> graciously. Oh, yeah, I, I says, dance not like poorly just because. Do they do they speak any language that we can understand? Because she understands Sylvan, but they they do not speak any language. Okay. Hey, she kind of gestures and mm-hmm. does her best at an interpretive dance. <laughs> in, in in a can we stay here for the night? <laughs> kind of motion like do you mind if we stay here and sleep <laughs> uh, and they you know they all bounce and they nod their toadstool heads this is about as safe as we're going to get making kind of uh, affirmative squeaking sounds of various sorts i am not opposed i don't know about the rest of you but i want to like figure out this cloak i i shrug in agreement well then, it's plus settled. you guys are wonderful little friends, and she just like reaches down and pats one of the mushrooms, and She's it like just very bounces. Excited. It bounces up to like bump against your hand. Aw, headbutt. <laughs> Cats are fungus. Noted. So y'all want to take a long rest, a short rest? What are we doing? Um, if we're doing short rest, I'll do my song of rest. If we're doing long rest, I won't bother. Uh, how's everybody doing on abilities and refreshes and stuff like that? Because it's been a minute since we've had a long rest. Yeah, it's been a little while. You had a, long a busy rest would be day. Good. A long rest would be good for me because it means that my magic item gets its charges back. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And I need to attune to that cloak. Yeah. And I'll get my sorcery point back. But I mean, I haven't used that many spells or anything. But I figured, well, the rest of you, I don't know when the last time is that you guys took a rest. So it's it's been a while. Uh, this since, is a good spot, though. Yeah, I think it's been since yeah. before, well before we got... Uh, to Bavlornas and all that stuff. Um, yeah, okay. I think we take a long rest. Okay, yay! Yeah, as, as and, a war, like I care thee not, so whatever. And with this long rest, we are going to call the session for today. We will be back with another episode of Witchlight soon-ish. <laughs> and uh, so, remember that Blizzard Watch is made possible by the kind support of our fans and followers on Patreon. If you can support us, we really appreciate it. It lets us do these podcasts and bring you more Witchlight and other shows. And we will see you next time.